that they should want to do that, that that was the purpose of it. So Moshe what I think... Moshe asked that it should be a small Aleph. Moshe wanted it to be a small Aleph? No, he wanted it not to be an Aleph at all. Right. And Moshe wanted a big Aleph. So he settled on a little Aleph. So the big Aleph nobody would have noticed. No, it's Vayitro, so this is Vayitro. What do you want? Why do I know the difference between Vayitro and then Stamase? But once you put down Vayitro a little olive, now all of a sudden I know what the difference is, right? Because why do you make a little olive? So now that's the biggest guy in the world to put it out. But the Rebbe Shalalim was trying to show and teach us a lesson that reached Moshe Rabbeinu reached that Madregas because he. He, he personally reached that Madrega. It's not such it's not such a thing Moshe Rabbeinu was giving all these grace keiches and, and therefore he reached that Madrega. That's not true. We have many people have grace keiches and they, they waste them. They're completely, uh, some of them mamish, mamish nothing and some people uh, become something but not entirely. They become a little partially entirely and they become entirely, they don't reach the potential. Moshe Rabbeinu reached his potential. And that was the godless of Moshe Rabbeinu. And by reaching his potential with the keiches that God gave him, Baruch Hashem, he was able to be pel, pel, HaKadosh Baruch that, that is the lesson that we want to bring, that each person has his own, his, his own kishreinus, his own uh, abilities. And he reaches, if he, and his job is to reach his potential. And if he does it, then then he's very good. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. But the Torah is trying to tell you that that's the important part of life. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu himself, it's what he accomplished. And the Benjamin wants it to be pointed out at all times. He pointed it out by Moshe's birth. He's now pointing it out over here. But so Benjamin told the little Aleph, and therefore we have to figure out why the little Aleph, and that's, I think, the reason for the little Aleph. So, but anyway, but the child will learn about another. But the idea is that you can't brag about that you're smart, you're the smartest kid in the class, or whatever it is. All these things are meaningless because that's God-given. It's not nothing to do with you. So therefore, a kid would know that it's only what he does with his, with his time, with his effort, that makes it important that it's his. Now we're going to the carbon of Eulah. The Koban uh, Eulah is an interesting Koban. It's a total, you have to, it's totally burnt up by, uh, on the Mizbech. The Kashi is, um, you talk it totally burn it, it's a waste of money. There's any of Altashchus in the world. You know, what's the purpose of it? You want to take a bench, you'll need your food. He doesn't need your food, he doesn't need any of this stuff. And he writes, it's only words, it's symbolizations. So usually in all Kabbalists, the Dimension says you do it, you take the part that's not edible to us anyway, and therefore you burn down the Mizbech. Okay, so fine, we, we burnt out, we, didn't take, we, we couldn't use it anyway, the Chalev and, and the clay, all that stuff, we can't use anyway. So it starts, we don't lose anything by putting it on the Mizbech. Uh, but here we're talking about the flesh and everything else about payment, not even the kehanim. We don't mind even the kehanim would eat it. Like by chatos or nosham. Uh, let him eat the ayla too. Who cares? But at least it shouldn't be wasted. And here it's wasted. So I think that this is uh, an important thing of realizing 
that everything, that it's a declaration that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? I mean, how do you see this as a declaration? Okay. In truth, let's say Bisman if you want to talk about a real Maimon, supposedly, and he says, I believe that everything I have comes from the Banishalel. Okay, it's a wonderful thing that he, that he says it. Does he really believe it? How will he even know if he really believes it? I guess something happens, and you'll see how he reacts to it. But otherwise, you can't test it. There's no way you can test it. So therefore, here is a way that a person, not a, we're not out to test a person for somebody else to know. The endobanshim doesn't need to know because he knows. You don't have to, doesn't have to test you. The only one that he has to test you for to know is for you to know who you are and, what, and what's by you. That's what the test means. So, by Avomavino, it was some certain tests were for the world to know. But this particular test is for you to know. You're taking the the oil can be any anything, any price. There's no there's no limit to it, and there's different types of oilers we'll talk about. Um, the person, every person has a I guess a number, to, if you want to call it, of what he considers valuable. Some people would consider a penny valuable. Others would consider anything less than a dollar. Others probably ten dollars, maybe even a hundred dollars. But we want the number that to you is valuable, and that's the chiv of the carbon that you have to bring. So, for instance, let's say a guy needs Dafka thousand dollars is valuable to him. Anything less than that is eh, big deal. I lost it. I lost it. Doesn't make a difference. I lost a thousand. Okay, you know uh, that's money already. But it's also not you know anything there because obviously that transition is very hard to to get. But a point. But but a thousand dollars is money. Hundred dollars isn't called money. Okay. It's possible what it means to say, and you got to think about it because the people actually put that into into motion. For instance, they uh, they forgot the ten dollar check uh, by the by the cashier and give them a ten dollars. I'm already two blocks away. They pay to go back for ten dollars. Nah, it doesn't pay to pay back. Go back for ten dollars. So obviously, ten dollars is not that valuable to you. A thousand dollars, you'd walk back for two day, two blocks or whatever it is. I mean, so this is the way you can at least evaluate to yourself how much money means to you, or what money means to you. But again, to say it's for Nashamayim, that, that, that you haven't made any declaration, you just said it's meaningless to me. Okay, so you have to take money, that let's say the $1,000 that, that he considers is the amount that he would consider a loss, and, 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 and worry about it, or not like it, and Buy a cow at that. Uh, it has to be an ox. Okay, he buys an ox. And this ox, uh, $1,000, probably going to be a pretty decent ox. He's going to watch them shecht it and think and destroy it and money grow. What is his reaction to this? It's a waste of a good animal. Does he feel that that's, it's a waste of a good animal? Or does he feel, I'm being a Coban, because if God wants me to have an animal, he'll give me another one. 
Mainstream has plenty. So if he wants to give me, he can give me in from anywhere. So that's not a problem. And if he doesn't want to give me, say he won't give me. So there's nothing I can do about it. But but this, the, the, so I'm bringing a mount that I should normally feel bad, and I don't feel bad, so therefore I reach the madrega of realizing that everything is in and there's nothing to feel bad about. If he wants to give it to me, he'll give it to me. He doesn't want to give it to me, he won't give it to me. I can feel bad that God doesn't want to give it to me, but I don't feel bad that I don't have it, or I lost it, or something like that, because it's not in my hands to be by me, or not to be by me. Okay, that would be the thing. If the person says, darn, I'm sorry, I, 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 I should have made a, a, a cheaper carbon, then you know he flunked the test. He'll have to bring another Ayla one day to, to be able to reach that Madriga that he's trying to reach with the Ayla. And that's the point of the it's a declaration with an action that everything's been a Shemaim. So a kid learning that is very important, that he should realize from the time he's a little kid that everything's been a Shemaim. Not to learn it as a philosophy when he's 30 years old. By that time, it's too late. Everything in the world is, I did it, I did it, I did it. And here's the thing you have to learn that the Bashem does it. Um, now, you see that this Indian, that by Noyla, it's not only a cow, it can also be, I mean, an ox, it can be also a sheep, it can also be a, what do you call a goat, which is even cheaper than the sheep, and then it can be a bird, and ultimately it can even be a mincha. But a mincha is an interesting thing. There's two points in the mincha. One is it's the cheapest of all the kobanas that you can bring. But it also is a different declaration than an oila is. An oila is somebody that realizes everything in Hashemayim, but let's, let's take the end of a store. When I was a kid, all the electronic stores were all on one block. I mean, maybe it was two, three blocks. I mean, it was all one, Mamish, one area, but connected one to the other. It was not, they went one from the other to the other. Now, you have one guy is in this section of the city, one guy is in this section of the city. I don't want to, I don't get into points of competition. I don't need the competition. If, it's, if they are in a place for competition, that's because the area is so big. But over here, there's, so what was the difference in attitude? The difference is, you know, you can't take, you can't be in the same area as me. I saw this school, you can take money from me. And you can't, uh, you can't be here. What was that saga then in, in, in the east side years ago? Very simple. That if, Shad, if God wants you to go into my store, You'll be my soul. I'll make the I'll make the sale. If you don't want you to be my to make the sale, I won't make the sale. And it had nothing to do with how fancy a store is. Could be the, the poorest guy in the poorest appearing store. Could be had the very the best uh, you know the prices were all the same, within a half dollar of anything. I mean I'm talking about things like in the hundreds at that time. So it's not we're not talking about uh, a big difference in price, so it's a bargain over there, they're cheaper over there, there's nicer service over there. Now, the guys who, who, who were 
rude and all that stuff could be making more money than the guys who were nice. But nothing to do with all you recognize was it's also an Ashamayim. So in a store, in, in an animal, I can recognize it. Why is it, you know, people is Kashi, what do you have to, uh, especially the, uh, what do you have, Peter people, you know, and the ASPCA people, that, oh boy, you're ruining animals and killing animals and you don't have feelings for animals and Rahmanis for animals, whatever, whatever baloney they throw around at us. Why we take an animal? Because an animal represents this. For instance, if a person had a pet, right? So no matter how much he feeds it, takes care of it, calls the vet, and takes everything else, can he guarantee him that it will live 10 years? No, and die the next minute. That's not in his hands, and he realizes that. He can try his best to, to give him whatever he can, make it comfortable, whatever it is, and hopefully we don't make it, uh, you know, bring him diseases and keep him away from diseases. But that's, that's about it. But death, he can't prevent. So that's what an animal is. You come and you make me come into my store. I don't do any work, really. I've just opened the store. People come to me, and whatever it is there. So I, I made the panosa, which is comparative to an animal. It's not in the Panos, I could set up a store, I can make the things, but I can't guarantee I'm going to have uh, Panos. So since I can't, uh, that person will come into my store. So that's totally is this. But what about a Mincha? A Mincha, there are Malachas that it takes to make a bread. The 11 Malachas that it takes to make bread. And good. Uh, um, so that person says, a store, you, it's up to God, because I can't make the other person want to do something or not. That's not me. I can't make that. The Rebbeinu can make him come into my store, the other guy's store. But what about where I dug the, I planted the tefuah, I cut the tefuah, what do you call it? So then a person maybe can take credit and say, my sweat and blood did it. Not just, um, it came by itself, I did it. So we bring a mencha, the mencha says even that you didn't do. That's also menashimayim, that you had the ability to do it, whatever pshat is, we're gonna say in that. So that's another reason why you bring a mencha, and that's why it says nefesh ki, because a, a nefesh, you give away the, by my, my light from blood, my, my, my flesh and blood that I, that I put into it is my nefesh, and I still realize it's my mind. On the other hand, it's also the cheapest carbon. So those, it serves both purposes. Now, obviously, carbon, it also serves purposes of forgiving for an, for an essay and all these type of things, but that's not the purpose of oil, oil because it doesn't even say that about it. Okay? So therefore, I'm saying this is the time of an oil. You also have an interesting thing here. He says, He uses the word kesev. And what do we say? Kebis, we use the terminology. So Rashi, someplace, and not here, I didn't see it here. Someplace Rashi says that kesev and kebis is the same thing. 
So on that, I want to make a hole, and I'll tell you where, where it comes from, my, my answer to it. That you'll find back in Yanke Favino, when talking about the sheep, it's also Ksavim. And most of the time, it's Kvasim, that we, that we have a Chumash. Why? Because most of the Chumash uh, that talks about sheep is Kobanis. And which Kobanis? Kobanis of the uh, Kodesh Kedoshim. So those Kobanis require a Kevis. And the other, uh, the other thing, a Chulin a, a or a Kachim Kalim, then the din is it's to use the word Kesev. And uh, you'll check it, and there are a few differences, uh, and therefore I have answers for all of them, but I don't remember all of them where they are, but we went through all of them from Tanakh and everywhere, now the comparisons and so on. But the ones that we'll meet in, 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 in Sefer Vayikra will cover, that to show which one is an even an answer. Now, how do I know this? I just said. So we just said, so maybe it's interchangeable, like Rashi says. So if you'll go to the Chatos, it's after Ham, uh, I want the, the Yachid's one. That's after uh, Shishi. After Shishi, there's been Kevis Kobani. Right? So it's talking about a Kevis, right? Like a Kutch Kutchin, right? And he continues. Uh, Yeah, So he switches to Kesev, and he's talking about a Shlomim. So why do you, first of all, I mean, so, so, so what does that prove? I'm saying the fact that in the same parsha you're using both terminologies. You're using Kevis, you're using Kesev, where you're talking about Shlomim. So you see, that Kachim Kalim also doesn't have Lush in the Kevis. And therefore, you use the, the, the proper uh, thing. Okay. Are she just saying it's a Lushan or there's a difference? No, it's just that there is, a, there is no difference in the animal. It's the same animal, but it's what it's designated for. We change the terminology, the name for it. So therefore, if you see somewhere where the Klayusol is compared to a Kesev, so then you know there's one Madrege, the Kevest, there's another Madrege. And that's things that we have to work with, and we'll have, again, some stuff here like that. Um, one of them is going to be here. Okay. Um, next one is a Shlomim. Right? Now, Shlomim... Is Rashiva is you know one of the time in the Shaman when the Lashon is in Gemara that it's even though the Kohanim get and the Israelim get and the Mizbeach get it's called that you're eating God's food. That's a recognition that the food is God's. In other words, when the little kid is sitting down to eat whatever he's eating, cereal, whatever it is, and he says, I don't like this, right? Whatever he's going to say, right? And, and obviously, as a little kid, he's not going to understand differently. He's going to understand, don't like it. But if you tell him and try to explain to him that if you're eating from Shulchan Gavoya, it's a different thing. 
מגיב לי המושר. כי נגעו לחסידי שרבי, if you will, שאתה זמק את דפנט, ארבע שישים ואפילו no one else. הגאי, הגאי הוא מבקש את רבי, ורבי אופרס לו כפה תה. והוא מבקש את התה. And he comes out and he meets his friend and his face says, what, what happened by you? Oh, I had such a spiritual enlightenment and whatever it is I met with the Rebbe. And what did you have? I had tea. I had tea with the Rebbe. But you don't like tea. You always say, I'm not sick when they offer you tea. So why, how did you drink the tea? She says, I didn't even know what I was drinking. It was so heavenly. that the feeling that I had by being by the Rebbe, speaking with him and being involved, the food was the most delicious whatever it could be. And nothing to do with, with food. That's how we, when it happens, we eat Mishuch and Gavoya. You're eating the Rebbeinu Shalom's food, and therefore it has to have that feeling that it's the Rebbeinu Shalom's food. The Rebbeinu Shalom's food I have to treat it differently than what he called, and therefore I appreciate it, and I like it, and I make a bracha on it, and so on. And now it's in a different story. And that's why you have a, a different value, a value to what food is, and to the atich of a mother, and so on. And also to help teach the child, you know, who, who's in charge a little bit. Which is, you know, the, the, the ikir, um, Shiva, when, when I became 20, Shiva uh, wrote to me that the most important thing is about kibreim, because people have an attitude towards their mothers that they're my shifcha. They do my laundry, they clean my rooms, they wash my dishes, they cook my food, right? So what is she? The maid, right? He happens to be my mother too, but her job is to be a maid. And therefore, when I don't like what I'm eating, I say, Ma, I don't like this. Make me something else. Who are you? What are you making the, uh, that you took to your mother? I don't have that feeling, because I don't know who my mother is. But if you understand that your mother is the host in the kitchen, not the servant of the kitchen, And just like a host can serve you also. So then ain't no chinami. Then you'll understand that she's serving you, but she's doing you a big favor in serving you. And she's trying to show you that she loves you, and that's why she's serving you. Okay, it's a different appreciation, but I can't criticize anything about her. There's a mashur in Kedushin, and it says, even though aviv shemachla kvedi kvedi mochu, I'm allowed to be meichel on my covet for father, but he can't do work for the son. That he can't do. He, cannot t- he can say the son doesn't have to work for him, but he can't serve the son. That's why, how you're cooking and stuff, that answers the point of cooking. Gemara um, learns out from, uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu, Served, that God, served the uh, shver, 
and and on the and the and the Skene Yisrael, what he called when when Yisrael visited. So therefore, you know that uh, that is a me. Where was Moshe? That she says he was serving them. That was this thing. Why? Because I'm the host serving. I'm the host serving. There's not a problem. Don't forget, he's the king. So why was he serving? Somebody else is serving. But the idea is he can serve because it's not serving. But what happens, let's say the kid says, Ma, I need paper. I need uh, school books. I need this, I need that. Whatever it is that you do. And uh, the kid is asking it as if, uh, you know, you, you owe it to him. And that's not the case. You know, a lot of ask him such a thing. So how do we do it? How can you ask your parents to buy something for you? First of all, you're not old enough. And something like that, you can't cross the street. You can't do anything. I have no money myself. So I have needs that they, that they want me to satisfy and to tell them what I need. So I think this. So how do I do it without saying, get it to me? I recommend you put up a shopping list on the on the on the refrigerator. That's where you put the magnets, I guess, and and to put down what you need. And whoever goes to the store will pick it up. It's not a point. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. Even if I want, even I go down to the store if I was able to go time. There's a halachic issue. With, I'm sorry. There's a halachic issue with kids asking the parents to get things for them. Now, the parents can have a right to ask, does anyone need anything that they can ask? Probably, but for me to say my, to my parents, Ma, get it for me, that means you're telling them to do it that you can't do. There's no, the parents aren't able to be mochel? I'm sorry? Is the, are the parents able to be mochel? There's no like stam like No, that, they can't be mochel. So my show says they can't be mochel on that. I can mochel that you don't have to buy for me, but I can't be mochel that I should buy for you. The child does it as a request. A request, a request about all. Or, but I still can't really request it, so I would, would do it. If anyone's going to the store, you know, I can use some of this or whatever it is. Or as I say, put it on the shopping list. And whoever goes, doesn't say it has to be my parents will go, it can be anybody that goes, uh, should pick these things up because that's what's needed by the family. Right. When Roshiva say a request is not really a request because how else would the kid get it? Obviously, it means I need it. Would Roshi say that's not really a request? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult, as I tell you. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh, that's a shloman, okay. Uh, the chattos we're not going to talk about now. I don't got what to talk about. Um... The next, the one that's, that's after Chattas is Osho. It knows, it's Chattas, it's That means that it has the Kedish Kedoshim like a Chattas, but instead of you always having to bring either a goat or a sheep, a female, one of the two, over there, it's a different halach. Sometimes you can bring a sheep, sometimes you bring, you can bring a, a, mincha, a bird, and sometimes a mincha. All three things are possible. That's called an oil of the it's called. But the only ones that can bring it 
A rich person has to bring a rich pearl, curses Colbin. If he brings a poor person, he's not Yetzir. If a poor person brings a rich person, he's Colbin, he's not Yetzir. He has what's called poor and rich thing. I mean, these things I can't really answer you, but uh, I assume they work with the regular halachas of rich and poor. And if there's any shinuim, I'm sure when the time comes, we'll find out. Um, so what are these three? But I guess it's only for three abeos. One is for um, you you could have been an aide and you weren't an aide. I mean, you're talking about that, you, you denied it with a shrew, but that's not the issue of it. But the chet is, someone who could be an aide has to be an aide. Isn't that what we all want to stay out of? Isn't it what we say whenever, let's say, two of your friends had an accident and you were standing over there and each one is screaming it's not his fault or it's the other guy's fault and they turn to you and they say, you were standing there, whose fault was it? What is the natural reaction of the guy? He says, leave me out of it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, don't, don't ask me. I mean, don't ask you, you're the one that knows. You're the one that has to tell us. I don't want to tell you because I know if I tell you that that was Yankel's fault, so Beryl will be angry at me. If I tell you Beryl's fault, Yankel will be angry at me. So I don't want to get involved. But meanwhile, by not getting involved, somebody's getting harmed. And I'm not allowed to do that. So you're to, to say witness. Okay. But it's one that everybody tries to get out of. Then you have a din of Tumah. That, of course, you metamah something, the, the hegdish and something like that. But it wasn't doing, doing it to Tumah Kedoshev that you were trying to grow at that time. This is simply, I was careless. I forgot I was Tomei, and I went and I thought, what he called? Not that I was Isaac and Kochim, and I, and I pushed it, I messed it over there, and I didn't do that. This is the, the low level of, of Tumas Migdash Kedoshev. So, in the time of the Samigdash, it's going to be quite a common thing. I mean, a person's going to be tummy sometimes. He's going to touch certain things. He then forgets about it. Then it's going to be used for tyrant, whatever it is. So it's a problem. Okay, so it's another problem. And the third one is that he swears. He'll say, you know, I swear this, I swear that. And, uh, no one, I mean, you know, what's that mean? I swear this, I swear that, you know, but it's common. So where's it common? I even heard it last night from, a, from grown people. Rabonim, I promise that's the way it is. Why don't you use the word I swear? Because my mother t- told me you don't swear. So I promise. So it's a shvu bin Roshineda, if you want, which is a kini for a shvu, so it doesn't help you at all. So anyway, so I, I, I promise. Why are you saying I promise? Who's asking you? The fact you gave me a word. You're telling me what it is. I trust you. Why do you assume I don't trust you? That I promise is going to have more meaning to me uh, because you said I promise than if you just said it. But these kids, are, they're trained from childhood on that people don't trust others, so they throw in, I promise, I promise. So it's a pretty common thing that these things happen. 
So these three are various at And it happens to see by this one, it says when you bring the sheep, it says, remember we said this is just like a chattas, the same halach of a chattas. It says, Vehevi posig vov in hay. Vehevi is Hashem la Hashem Sorry about that. Uh, where is it? They said, Why you Yeah. Posig Vov. In Hevav, Behavius Hashem Hashem Achatos Chachot and the Keva Minatzoin Kispa Oisiras. So we said it's Kodesh Kedoshim and it says the word Kesev. So my whole theory before that Kesev is only is only, is only for Chum and 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 Kachikalim, it is not right. I want to tell you that I want to say that Enochanami is a Kachikachim. But it wants to tell you in a way the tale is treating it like Kachim Kalim because it's common. In other words, a lot of people do it and it's, the Benishim has less tainus on it, but we have to forgive you. You have to get a, a forgiveness on the point. And therefore, to giving you even a, a cheaper type of forgivingness than you would have by regular chatas because it, 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 it would be, the guys wouldn't be able to move, live with it. So therefore, the bench made such a thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Then we get into the question, the Chat Kobanosham. Now, Kobanosham, is a strange thing. First of all, it has to be, you have to bring Shtei Kesef. Uh, now, I don't know if you'll even be able to get a cow for a uh, sheep for that price, or whatever, you need a ram, a sheep, you get for that price. That's not, that's not the issue here. But the idea is that every Coburn that you have of course, it's the cheapest you can buy for a penny. If you have to have a carbon for a penny, it's a penny. But it's a carbon. As long as it's a physical thing that you need, it's a fine carbon. Here, it might requires you to spend two zoos for it, two shkolim for it. Uh, and the shekel is, why? Why are we doing that? Okay, so we have to... Let's take them apart in the one we, we have. Well, the first one is, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh boy. Um, a guy misuses Hegdish's stuff. Something belongs to Hegdish, and he misuses it. So the halach is he must pay plus a chaymish, and he has to bring a kob. 
How does the Torah talk about this person? So we understand pretty much why we'd have to spend uh, at least two two zuzim or two two shkolim, because the guy was careless with God's stuff. So he gets a punishment for that. It's not pshat. It's hegdish. It's hefkel. There's no real owner on it. You know the thing there. So therefore, it's hefkel. It's not hefkel. The Sanatit was really in yeshivas. I remember. Uh, I, I, I personally didn't see it, but Rabbi Lumber used to say he once, in MTJ, when he was uh, a student there, they used to have classes that used to start at 5 o'clock in English. So he walked in once to the room a little early, and there was Rabbi Bedetsky, who was a Rebbe in the yeshiva, learning by the window with a sefer, holding it up to the, to the window, like, you know, like this. He, can't see, trying to get the last light of, of the day. So he asked them, why don't you put on the light? You know, there's a light there. He says, for one person, I'm going to use Hegdish to get money. That attitude is gone. Now you put on the air conditioning for one, and then you walk out and forget about shutting it off and stuff like that. So therefore, they can go all night, they go all day, it doesn't make a difference. It's not my money. And that's an important thing that we have to understand the concept of It's common. We don't understand it. But we still get a punishment for it to make you try and get that point across to you that you got to be careful. Okay, that's one. Next one is called an Oshimtoli. Nashimtali is someone who, who, who did an Avera, but it's not sure he did it. Like, there's Gantz Machlekes and what actually it is, but I'll, but I'll give you, it doesn't make a difference, the actual halacha, because which case it is, but the idea you'll get from whatever I'll tell you. And it, it's only Machlekes, which is the actual case. Um... There are two pieces of chaylev of, uh, of, of and, and shumen. There's some fat and osa de gefat, and chaylev de gefat. Right? And I took one of them to, uh, to, to eat. And I ate it. And, and the other thing was eaten up by the cat. Which one did I eat? The kosher one or the treif one? I don't know. Right? Were you careful? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, so, how'd you do it? Did you know there was chayv in place? Yeah, I knew, but uh, you know, I, whatever the excuse you're going to give if you give one. Right? That's the problem. So there again, you don't even know if you did a sin. If I, if I know for sure I didn't have it and I got to bring a chattas, that chattas can be worth only a penny. On the other hand, I don't know if I did a sin, and I have to bring the Shoshim Tully, I have to bring something that's worth two, two shkolim. Does that make any sense? So there were two reasons for this. One, in a way, you can say maybe it's the same as thing. You got to think about both of them. 
When I heard from the Mashkiach and MTJ, his goddess was part of a shmuzin always, was that the point of a, of an Ashim Tali is for you to understand that you suppose you, you, that you did something careless and you weren't careful about doing an Avera. That's the Avera that you're paying for. And a little bit different was the Rosh Hashivah Zatzal. He said, how do you do something without knowing what you're doing? Different attitude, the way you may be saying the same thing or not. That's something you gotta think about if there's any additional on one side or the other. But the idea is of what they said, both of them was more like the, the Musadika type of look at it, and the other one was as simple as, what's the matter with you? And the point is the person is always supposed to know what he does. He has to be conscious constantly. And because of that, he can be an Hashem. Because he knows he has to do certain things, and he's always conscious of what he's doing. In other words, all the, all the things that we have in, in uh, Shemeneser, or something, that whatever it is, the Talamoto, whatever the thing is, changes from one to the other. And all of a sudden, and I don't remember. It's one thing. What do you mean you don't remember? You just said it. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, you weren't paying attention. Okay. So that's why it happens. I wasn't paying attention. And that, that, it's, that, that is the sin. In other words, what is the Avera that we're talking about over here? The fact that, uh, that you think that be one and put into your mind that being, uh, that, that a Sophic Avera is an Avera, worse Avera than a Vada Avera, or to put in your mind that Pshad is you have to know what you're doing constantly. Okay. Think of it. Now we have a third one, which is called uh, an Oshim Gizela. Now, the Oshim Gizela, it says a very strange thing. I think we covered this point with Nashim Mishpotim, but we'll say it again here because, again, this is one of the big major lessons that it taught to a kid. It's supposed to be You made a me'ila in God. And the gazel, the cases that he gives you. doesn't have to actually be stealing feelings, denying uh, 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 what he called the picodin or other things of that sort. So the, uh, he's a crook, in other words. So that's called Mor Mao Bashem. Before we were talking about actually stuff that belongs to God, that was Hegdesh, that we don't say he was Mor Bashem, he just says he was Mor. And I think then he has to do anything uh, He puts in the word Mor Bashem, because what you said was, I can take what God doesn't want to give me. And that's more by Shem. You also said that God maybe can't give it to me, so that's why I have to take it by myself. So again, that's another meal of Hashem. Whatever, whatever you excuse you're going to use for yourself, why you stole, all in them are going to be by Shem. So therefore, that for that alone, you have to bring the Kovmuchatis.
And they call Oshim, really. Sorry, Oshim. And again, it's uh, what do you call it? The Espey of Chaimish, and he has to be new call. Um, okay, just uh, it happens to be um, what do you call it? It's not Chavez Hagodel this week. But next week, uh, I don't think we're going to have any, any shift. It's going to be too hectic. It's really out of Pesach because Shabbos is out of Pesach, so it's going to be. In. And my father would give Shabbos HaGodl to Russia on really Shabbos HaGodl next week. And he gave it for a long time. I mean, it took over an hour, almost closer to two hours. And what he, what, he, what he spoke about, like a regular Shabbos HaGadol portion. So it's been Shabbos HaGadol, not on the week before. But uh, now we're doing with the week before. Um, I think to understand Pesach, which is the important, um, it's when we became an Am, and our values were straightened out, Moshe Rabbeinu taken out of Mitzrayim, we're going ready to be coupled with the Torah and stuff like that. And so, what is the most important thing for us to know? So, I'm not going into the whole parasha of the, uh, the, the sons, but just the last part of the. Uh, now, the first part, I'm sorry, of the, of the any daily show. And that is, the Pshad is we go out of Mitzrayim, remember this Pasha is Kadesh, and we see it in a way that normally if the Benshim wants you to be holy, right, you say, Kadesh Liko, uh, make me holy, and Moshe Rabbeinu would tell Kadoshim you, you gotta be holy, right? That's not what it says over here. As the Benjamin came to him and says, Kadishli I want you to make every Petarechem holy to me. Right? He doesn't say about the, anything about the word holy. He just says, Remember this day when Adam and Shrine. Right? What do you mean, remember this day when Adam and Shrine? Uh, don't, don't you say you want to remember the day we came free? Isn't freedom more important than when I'm at Simon? It's the same day, right? So why are you stressing the day when I'm at Simon as opposed to the day of freedom? So the Gemara tells us that we were free for six and a half months before. We became free on Rosh Hashanah. We became free on Rosh Hashanah, so what's this whole thing about freedom and this thing and that thing, whatever it is there? So first of all, we spoke about, and we, I think we did, we spoke about that the different levels of freedom. Now with the level first, Avayda is Perech, then Avayda, and Stam Avayda, and the third one was to be an equal citizen. And fourth, uh, I mean, if there'd be a citizen, but not an equal citizen, second class citizen, and then to be an equal citizen, and so on. So there is uh, a reason for, for why it took so long but there's still a, a question of 
why do you remember the day we went out as opposed to, let's say, Rosh Hashanah, which let's say, remember Rosh Hashanah? Now that's busy for other things. I have already a holiday and that, so I can't answer that. But that, so, my shiv is, no, this is mine. Um, what, what do you tell about uh, the day we went out of Mitzrayim? The day we went out of Mitzrayim is the day that we, 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 we left Mitzrayim, not only Mitzrayim, but its culture. We don't have anything to do with Mitzrayim. Similar to, uh, to Germany after the Second World War, that nobody wanted to have, I, I don't buy German because it's made in Germany. It may be a better product than I can get anywhere else. Maybe cheaper than I can get anywhere else, but I don't buy German. Why? Because it's most to me. Anything in Germany is most. So their culture for sure is going to be most. Same thing applies to the Mitzrayim. You don't want it, their culture. When you get to that degree that you don't want it, now you can leave. Um, and then the God made it, and made the kibbutz goliuses, all the places that we go, go and tell to soils because we want the rejection of the values of that country you're coming from because they're so horrible, those countries. And that's why they've become very horrible to us because we don't realize it until they become horrible. Germany was, was a very liberal country, if you called it, until they became horrible. Spain was a liberal country until it became horrible. So these, this is a very important uh, factor in what, what, what's happening to us. But it's also in the language that we use. Now you can tell you that it's biblically, I mean not biblically, um, uh, from language, it, 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 you can say it, it fits maybe even the right expression, but I think it's because of this doubt of what it means that they made this thing. What does Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim mean? Well, ask anybody in the last year, what are you celebrating on Pesach? I'm celebrating Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You celebrating Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim didn't go anywhere. You want to say Yitzhiyah Mi Mitzrayim, maybe that I understand, but you can't say Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So why are you using that terminology, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, as opposed to Yitzhiyah Mi Mitzrayim? So I think that the reason that we're using that terminology is because we're trying to say Mitzrayim left us. The Yitzhiyah of Mitzrayim from us was on that day that we left Mitzrayim. And uh, this is a point of the culture of America, if you know, to anyone that makes Aliyah or something like that. I think they're trying to forget. Unfortunately, there are others that don't want to forget. They want to take it with them, so they take it with them. They're still baseball fans, they still watch the fans, the games, they still stay up all night to watch the games. Uh, they wear the uniforms and so on. Why? Because I was a kid and I always I was, a, was, a, was, a, was a fan and I want, I want to continue being a fan. But the culture, what it represents, now you saw what's wrong with baseball. It's a, it's a game like any other game, you're right. Once upon a time, it was a very, a very uh, maybe important, maybe maybe physically nobody was doing any exercise, so maybe we needed to get inspired kids to do exercise. 
But let me ask you, taking baseball, which is a, which is a simple game, I'm not talking about football, where you have already, where you beat people up and so on. Talk about baseball. Um, you're talking about truth, right? One of the values that everybody believes in is truth. We believe about sportsmanship, we believe in we teamship. Uh, all of these things are very nice to me, this. But I think we all agree that honesty, truthfulness, that's the number one thing. Okay, I understand that. Would you say there's millions and millions and millions of games that were played from the time it was invented till now? I would think so, right? I only have one question. Have you ever heard any story, anybody, that, 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 the, that the runner says, I was out, and the fielder says you were safe? If we're talking about honesty, there can't be one case in millions and millions that it would be so close. And the guy says, I, I saw it, and I see I was out. And, you, and, you see, and the guy says, and I saw that, that you were safe. And same thing, that never happened. Why? You say, when the gay bedava, nah, there's, there's Emerson, this. you're not really in the gay bedava. I'm only on first anyway, so you don't think I'm going to get anywhere. In football, they actually had a team, the, I think it was the uh, uh, New Orleans Saints, that actually gave bonuses to the players who would knock out the, the, uh, the, uh, was the quarterback, who knock out the quarterback from the game, so he would get a bonus. And he actually hurt people. Of course, the idea was I can't guarantee you're gonna knock him out by just giving him, uh, by just tackling him, because they know how to fall. So I had to hit him in such a way that he'll be in pain that he'll have to leave the game. So that day they, they, they find the team, whatever they did, they also give him kenosis. But the idea is this was considered simple, normal. I remember playing basketball before it was a contact sport. Why? Because they, they, they never hit. Why would you hit anybody? But the job is that I can't let you score. I'm going to hit you. I, I'll get a, 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 it'll be a foul if, you, if, the, if the guy sees it. So it'll be a foul. It's a big deal of foul. But he at least he wouldn't get the shot. He wouldn't, wouldn't put the ball in. And that's the thing there. So winning is it's the, the concept of winning is everything. No more sportsmanship. Let's just play and see and who got the best man win and all that stuff. None of this stuff exists anymore. And even if I can't get it honestly, I get it not dishonestly. That's, that's became the, the, the country. That became our value system, unfortunately. And that becomes a person has to learn from that, that that becomes automatically, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's going to come to a point where you're going to do it because it's uh, that's what that I get away with better or I can do better or whatever it is and not what's right or wrong. Anyway, have a good Shabbos. It should be everything should be good. I'll see you after Yontif from your session. Be well.
Ezekiel Gergő Diárt.